You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. Hey guys, this is Jesse with the Voluntary Vixens, and I have our co-host Maddie with us today. And Hi. we decided <laughs> we decided we're just going to talk about our periods and our favorite nail polish <laughs> and eyeshadow, glitter. More glitter, the better. <laughs> we need glitter. <laughs> Which actually would be less disturbing than what's going on in the world today. But um, no, I'm just kidding. We're going to actually talk about, we're just going to talk about current events and where we are in the world. I think one of the things that we were just talking about is how just obvious it's become that this divide between the right and the left and how they see each other and I was telling Maddie, I feel like, I don't know, you can let me know what you think, but I feel like the right has a better picture of where the left is than the left has of the right. And then when it comes to any of us, like anarchy, anarchists, libertarians, like these people have no clue at all what we, what we are (laughs) or how to define us. So I don't know. What do you think? I would say you're right that and both groups um or teams or sides like those who still buy and play into the um the dichotomy uh like the binary two party system only being the option they both generally get libertarians wrong and so I've never really experienced this, but like I know a lot of folks uh, that you know would call themselves libertarians or anarchists or whatever um, say that you know like I criticize Trump and then you know so I'm called a liberal or like a libtard and then I I criticize Biden or you know insert Democratic uh, politician and so then you know they think I'm a, a Republican idiot trumper or, i don't know trump tard a trump tard yeah i was trying to figure, i was like what the hell do they even use um <laughs> either way it's not creative like no uh, uh, anyway um that's besides the point so they both get both sides get our uh, camp wrong um and then i i would agree with you that i do think and, and i think there's logical reason for it but so i do think that the right is more aware, and this is, of course, broad, broad stroke statements, but the right is more aware, the right is more aware of where the left is and what the left's beliefs are and has a better, honestly, a better picture and understanding of it than the opposite, than the, the left does of the right, because the right is the squeaky political minority or at least in terms of like you know not we live in a country of 330 million people not every single one of those people is politically active politically mm-hmm. um motivated politic politically involved whatsoever i envy 
every single person that isn't. But also, you know, to some degree, that's a group of people that is used as well. And also, you know, their rights get trampled on just as much as people that are involved in politics and do vote and do try to either stop the erosion or are participating in the stealing of rights. So, yeah, you know, all that aside, you know, there's the anybody in my experience, I think it's uh, like I live in Maryland. I've said before, it's a very blue state. But that being said, most counties in Maryland are red um, and Republican leaning and vote Republican. But it's always the city centers and like Montgomery mm-hmm. County, PG County and Baltimore County that drive the that drive the entire state blue but really like maryland is farmland and mountains and open fields and just like really honestly wouldn't be a blue state if it weren't for these large urban population population centers but so anyway you know most of us we live our lives it just statistically, in these population centers. And so me, I'm living in a a center that um, obviously is going to lean more blue. And so it's one of those things where and anybody listening can also either attest to this or, sure, comment and tell me I'm wrong, but, or, you know, everybody's got their own experiences. But so the anybody who leans towards the right basically stays silent and doesn't comment, doesn't bring up politics. I mean, like, I'm on the right in the sense that if the only, and to me, the only political compass or, um, like, measurement that matters is, like, the left, like, left is authoritarianism and the right is libertarianism, and I'm, I'm an, as far right as you can go. So if, if that makes me a far right <laughs> Nut job, like I'm as far right towards freedom and individual liberty as you can get. So call mm-hmm. me crazy. But anyway, so, you know, anybody like that might be, let's say, to the right of maybe like Bill Clinton in his presidency, those people all shut up and don't talk about politics because everybody else is too busy screaming about their virtue on the left and you know everybody generally assumes that they're right and uh, correct they're they're correct not that they're you know on the on the right like that's a confusing term but um so that they're correct um they're morally superior and that everybody thus must agree with them because they've got clearly the best opinions, they've got the correct opinions, and so if anybody disagrees with them, they're a stupid Republican, Trump supporter, um, backwoods hick. Mm-hmm. Really, really, they are so clueless and have no idea that ha- how many of them work amongst them and, you know, yeah. aren't stupid idiot hicks yeah. and just might actually hate being taxed out the ass or they don't like... That <laughs> any, of the, have, any of the they have religiously conservative ideas like yes, anti-abortion. Just, they believe in the freedom of religion because they're very religious themselves. So they may they you know 
they may be quiet about that, but they they're conservative for those reasons, you know. And and then it is like again, like the word conservative there, it's like a bit of a personality trait as well. Like they're more reserved. It, it kind of goes hand mm-hmm. in hand. And so even it when I was true. more of a conservative, like and I had more conser- like I held more conservative values at least in terms of like governance maybe like I, I kind of corrected everything <laughs> and no I'm not perfect or think I'm perfect but um I basically realized where I was being inconsistent with like if I had these maybe personally conservative values they should absolutely not be applied to the government and the government should not be trying to enforce those views on anybody else because it, I don't think that's conservative. You know, so like, that's how I realized, oh, well, that in terms of governance is more libertarian, that it really should be down to the individual to make these decisions for themselves, their family, um, you know, and nobody should be crossing the line into somebody else's life and fucking business to tell them how to live theirs. Well, I think one of the mistakes that we made as a society is that we have this like spectrum from right to left. And then, and I feel like a lot of people don't even really know what is left and what is right anymore. Like I, I've heard um, Michael Malice talk about how actually like anarchy and anarchism is a leftist viewpoint. And I see what he's saying, like maybe back in like the early, like the late 19th century, early 20th century, that might've been the case, but that's not really the case today. That's not how people see things today. So I think that what we really should be looking at is more of a spectrum from like more collectivist thinking to more individualistic yes. thinking um, yeah. or minded because um, one of the things that I have seen happen and I've watched like I follow Eric July on Twitter and so he fights like all night long with people. <laughs> it's really entertaining, quite entertaining, especially when you work I mean, night shift. He's got he's got energy. <laughs> I know. I work night shifts some nights and he entertains me while it's a quiet shift. So um, one of the things that I see him fighting with a lot is uh, with these people who want to say that fascism is like a right wing ideology, but communism is a left wing ideology. And they can't understand. It clearly means that they don't understand what fascism means. And they don't understand. They maybe me. They don't even know what communism means so yeah they probably don't um i just recently got into i i follow um what is the name that guy he was on tom woods he's he's from um he's from the balkans i believe i think he's from Mm. estonia he has a very cool accent episode oh no it's like a couple years ago but um he he has a podcast. It's like he does a lot of stuff on um, Russian and just like Soviet history because he lived in um, Soviet times and his he has all these stories from his life and from his parents and his grandparents' life. No, he's from Latvia. Sorry. Okay. Um, I think it's called like Eastern Front or something like that is the name of his podcast. But he posted something on Facebook the other day. And uh, it was, like, basically talking about how um, Antifa is, like, coming, like, is ruining things again because it's bringing communism back into the dialogue. And um, one of the, and 
you can tell that his the people that listen to his podcast are there. A lot of them are from the left. And so they're like, why are you bringing up Antifa and all this? Like, why are you demonizing Antifa? Antifa is not an organized group. They're a, they're just an idea, you know, saying all that kind of stuff. And then, um, they're talking about how like, um, anarchy and how they're basically anarchists. That's something that's what they said. They're just anarchists and they don't understand what <laughs> anarchy is. Mm. and um i i got into a little bit of a debate with this guy because i was like antifa are pro-communism therefore they can't be anarchists because a communistic ideology needs a leader and you also are very collectivist in your in how you want everybody has to kind of move in the same direction have to think about the same things and they all have to agree upon these same values and lifestyles an anarchist believes in no rulers and is very individualistic and they don't follow a group. And it was just like, you just don't understand what, like, you know, it's like you, there's many flavors of anarchy, Jesse. I remember hearing that. And so I find myself getting kind of frustrated with some of these people because I, I realize how little they actually know. And if you ever get the chance, just Google fascism. And let's look at the first definition of what fascism is. And it's different than what it used to be about four or five years ago. I was going to say, I was going to say, maybe don't Google it because Google is, you know, designed to show people what they want to see. So I actually, it'd be really interesting for like a left-wing person and us to both Google. I wonder like if we'd have the same Google definition of fascism even like I, I get what you're saying and like words the, especially like through these covid times like words mm -hmm. have taken on new meaning but we were experiencing that for a long time um mm -hmm. and if anybody was paying attention you know the way they've been using and manipulating words has had an effect on those gobbling up these words like these sacred texts <laughs> these uh canons from like the new york times and and just like very popular um like online blog scenes like huffpo and stuff like that but like you know so kind of like what you're saying is just like they get to use the word right wing you know yeah. right wing extremist is the which means that it's a bad hot thing. button term right now it just means bad thing like all yeah. it has to mean is bad thing it doesn't actually have to be tied to any kind of evidence or sound logic or anything like that. It's just like right wing bad, like beep, beep, boop, bop, like definitely NPC territory. But like, so, you know, a lot of people were arguing earlier than even we are, obviously, because we're late to the, we're late to a lot of the game, but, um, you know, how much the changing of, changing definitions matter. So, I mean, if, for example, back to the COVID thing and how changing definitions matter, I mean, like, <laughs> pandemic, that was a definition that was changed over the course of this past year and or, like, right before this year struck. Mm -hmm. um, and so it used to mean sort of mass deaths um, in many places, but now it just sort of conveniently means, like, mass infection, mass mass illness. But, um... <laughs> 
Well, um, and then another one that they've changed, and anybody listening's probably heard of this, um, how they changed this definition of herd immunity. And yep. it went from, you know, people, this could be acquired, like a population could acquire this thing called herd immunity, both through actually getting infected um, and and surviving the disease or the virus or whatever, you know, surviving it and then having that like natural immunity develop and be maintained and sustain your uh, oneself. Like, so that plus any later on added immunity that a vaccine might at some point also bring the population once they started implementing it. But, um, you know, since again, vaccines normally take about like seven years minimum to create, and they created the ones that are out on the market right now in, uh, you know, less than seven months. I don't know, like not, not even anywhere close. But anyway, so changing definitions matters. And so, like, we've seen it now applied to our health and health care and public health policy, but. It was happening long before that, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's unrelated. It's not unrelated. Yeah. I think, I just think that the, we have to be careful when we talk now, because I, you know, like, Maddie, you had mentioned earlier today that you're kind of fearful of the mob, for example, because you just- I'm scared of the mob. <laughs> because- if we, like, like you were just saying earlier, we are in a very weird position because we don't like either side. So mm-hmm. when we disagree with the mob, we automatically are lumped into the same category as right wing, even though we don't identify ourselves that way. So that's why I was saying, like, maybe we should be more, instead of saying... Uh, right and left in our dialogue we maybe we need to say we're individualistic instead of collectivist and mm-hmm. um everybody wants to call each other a fascist nowadays even though i would almost say that we're kind of actually getting pretty close to a fascist government right now technically speaking um and i would like like i'm wondering if there's a good guest that we could have on where we could really break it down like what fascism is. I think we should probably do that someday because that way maybe our listeners can share that with their friends so they can understand what the history of of it all is. But I mean, we're getting to a point where it's like people, like people think that we still live in a capitalistic society and they're like, all these problems that we're having with the economy is because of capitalism. And you know, I think, who was it? Was it Pete Quinones who was saying, we need to stop saying that word and just use free market or voluntary exchanges or something like that? Because first off, capitalism was coined by Marxist, by Karl Marx in the first place. Marx, so using yeah. his language just kind of sets us up for failure in the first place. That's true. And I really wonder if that was part of, <laughs> if that was part of somebody's plan. Mm-hmm. 
That's what I like, was wondering I know, too. I, I get the idea of like trying to own something and make it better, but honestly, like I don't think that's worked out in our favor. Any of us who actually like are in favor of capitalism in the sense and the definition that it's uh, free market voluntary exchanges between individuals or between groups of people, but you know, done on a purely voluntary, consensual, cooperative basis. Not, you know, uh, here for an example, you know what's not capitalism? Um, the government spending billions of dollars on um, this Operation Warp Speed, which brought two vac- like very experimental technology vaccines, quote-unquote vaccines, to the market in less than a year. Like, that wasn't capitalism. What the companies themselves were engaged in was not capitalism. And what the government was doing with our taxpayer money was not capitalism. That is corporatism and probably, you know, on the lines of fascism. Somebody would probably um, make a better argument, like, for or against that. But, you know, it's fairly close to what people, like, what is the definition of fascism? And um, also, like, I think this country's been fascist since FDR, but yeah. that's, again, I'd prefer to bring somebody else on to talk about that. <laughs> well, I mean, that like, my basic understanding of fascism is, like, a lot of people consider fascism starting with the Nazis, people who don't know history. But fascism actually started with Mussolini, and Hitler was very intrigued by Mussolini's take on how he ran his government, with because... He saw that capitalism was was demonized. It wasn't considered good, but communism wasn't working, and it seemed like Mussolini had a good combination of the two. And technically speaking, you've already kind of said it, Maddie. Like the fascist like economic plan is corporatism. That's what they want. Mm. So it is. Uh, they would call their economic plan like a corporatist plan. Uh, basically, um, not very many different. Uh, businesses to compete with each other but a few and they're basically run by the government and they have their limitations on what they can do based on what the government's rules are at the time and um, that way they kind of corner like there may be like instead of one company cornering the market on this particular product there'll be like maybe two or three which is kind of what we see in America it's like our social media, for example, we have Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, you know, I don't know any others, but they kind of corner the market on the social networking. And then like our information is Google and we have Amazon and, you know, then we have all these software companies, which are like, what is it? Apple and Google and Microsoft are the big ones, right? So... Yeah, again, this and would all be of these companies for like techno agnorist. <laughs> all of these corporations receive money from the government, which when you guys, I need you guys to realize this and, and I want you all to absorb this. Whenever people are receiving money from the government, they are receiving your money that you are, that's taken from you every paycheck. That's what government money is. The government does not produce any income or wealth all of it is stolen from you the taxpayer Mm -hmm. so whenever they're giving whenever the government gives money away it's from the stuff they stole you stole from you so um 
we already know like Amazon received like a big uh, contract with the CIA. Google also, and there's rumors that that Google and Facebook were actually started by the CIA, and they just kind of placed people as heads to make it seem like it was a private corporation, which Mussolini loved to do that, and so did Hitler. So, I, I mean, think um, I think <laughs> there is, you know, that's less of a conspiracy theory and more of um, fact, likely fact, especially <laughs> because I think like. There was, um, I can't remember now, Monica talks about it, but, like, there was a kind of, like, government version of Facebook called, like, Logbook or, I don't know, somebody, yeah, somebody I heard about this. knows and is yelling at the um, podcast right now. But so, like, the day Facebook was launched, that one shut down. And so... That's sketchy. <laughs> but, yep. okay, you know, think what you want. Um, I'm just, um, I think this might be another Monica thing or others, but um, those people are coincidence theorists. Like, you think it's all a coincidence? I think nothing's a coincidence. I don't think so either. And so that's all, that's my basic understanding of fascism. Is So when people are complaining about how capitalism has failed America and how it's how like the right wing has destroyed America with their capitalistic ideas and greed. I I want to point out that we are not living in that time. We're not living in a capitalistic society. We don't operate that way. If we truly did, we'd have we'd have so many social networks that, um, it really, we wouldn't even really be talking about it, I don't think, because I don't think they would be significant. And I also think that we would have so many different um, pharmaceutical companies that really, it would change how we do medicine altogether. I mean, it would just give us so many choices. We'd probably see a lot more hospitals and doctors. I mean, we just see a whole, it would be a whole different thing. It would be totally different than how we see things. And um, government would have a very hard time trying to control all these different entities, which is why. Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, which is why uh, they don't want to have competition. So. Yeah. So if you've ever like guys uh, and most people, again, this is obvious, but. You know, big businesses, big companies, big corporations, they love regulation. Mm -hmm. uh, they love bullshit coming down from the top, from the state. They love all that, you know, nitpicky, mundane, bureaucratic bullshit that they can either, you know, pay somebody to find the loophole and they get exempt from it, or they... Or it just they aren't as impacted by it because they're just bigger and they have more money. And it's really like big businesses love regulation because what it does is protects them from competition from other smaller startups. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people, especially those on the left who are very economically illiterate and naive, have no idea that like, that's how that works. You know, they just think, oh, like, let's do the $15 minimum wage thing that apparently now is actually 
something that's not going to go into effect uh, until 2025. Like, what a terrible idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, and uh, cue back to Thomas Sowell and his work on, um, like, the racist beginnings, uh, Walter Williams, too, on the racist beginnings of oh, the yeah. minimum wage. It, it's like well, I, it, Walter E. Williams has a wonderful speech on if you look him up on it on YouTube and he he just defines it so perfectly and he describes it so it's like so when he, once you hear it you're you can't think about it any differently you never yep yeah like you, you once totally you know, you get what he's saying unknow. yep because yeah. it really so is we it can't is do it justice <laughs> like we're not that eloquent but man. They are, and I'm still upset that we lost him this year. Like that's the biggest, that's the biggest loss this year. Can I say that <sighs> I almost cried when he when I found oh, out that I, he died? Like, I'm not gonna say I, that I didn't cry. Like I think I did cry. I was or, like so at least heartbroken up, about that. You know? I mean, December already <sighs> sucked, so that was very upsetting. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. you know, legend. The legend lives on, and I think um. Anybody listening to this now that has never read or listened to any of um, Walter Williams' stuff in particular, just because, you know, he's the one who's just passed. And um, I think he should be a lot more appreciated than um, he probably was. And it's just, you know, he's a he's one of those characters that doesn't fit the uh, left liberal mold. And so brush him under the rug. You know, mm-hmm. he can't. He can't exist. He's an anomaly. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, uh, that's another thing that I was trying to. I was talking about with um, the nurse that another nurse that she follows me. She's the day shift nurse, so we will end up having like these long discussions because we're both kind of the same. We feel the same way about the world, and we were talking about you know just how over the past four years, like racism has become such a big issue in our country. And it's like, not though, like it's a, it's a made up problem that is made to be more than it really is. If that makes sense. They keep, they keep perpetuating it and selling it because, and, and race baiting because it's going away naturally, but you know, people can't profit off of it if it's gone. Well, and like we were talking about, because you know we're we're like, why do they? Why do the left, who cares so much about racism, pick Joe Biden, who has clearly said a lot of racist things, not just like severely racist in the things. last forty-seven years, like in like, the last I'm appalled year, yeah, yeah, and it's I mean, right before he, after he got elected or quote unquote elected, and. He got caught on a Zoom call making a bunch of, like, racist statements. Like, does yeah. nobody hear him? Like, I now it's I will just admit. they all forgive him. Or, like, he gets a pass. Because he's got a D behind his name, I guess. And I don't understand it. It's like, if you're going, you, you diminish our ability to take you seriously. When you complain all summer long about racism systemic racism and everything when you vote for a white old man who has literally said racist things on camera on radio in the last during year. his campaign yes but of and course, then you know that doesn't get reported his running mate who's a cop 
So what, Yeah. how are we supposed to take you guys seriously? I don't think you guys mean what you say. You aren't principled people. Whereas like on the, the right, it's like, I think that for the most part, if they were allowed, if most people on the right were allowed to give, be given a voice to explain their side, I think a lot of them, like I know, a lo- I don't know about you, Maddie, but I, everybody I know who voted for Trump, they were never like, yeah, I love how he was just like a misogynist and how he was racist and all that. You know, nobody was like that. They were all like, yeah, I like no, I the fact that he made, I, don't think I like the really fact exist. that he made liberals cry like little bitches. That's why I liked him. I was tired of being called all these names. (laughs) I was tired of being labeled a bunch of stuff. And here was this guy who was making those people cry on television. And I mean, I enjoyed it. And that's why. It it was a good time. It's a bad reason to vote for somebody. It's a terrible reason. Yeah. But I mean, also, people voted for Biden because he wasn't Trump. And they will admit that. And, and then they cried about reason. it and relieved, like, let their, like, air out and just, like, they could finally breathe. And it's like, you are literally perpetuating the same things that you've been protesting all summer and maybe longer than that. Like, I can't, I don't know. Like, it's really frustrating, honestly. I've got good friends that are, <laughs> that really think that they're doing the right thing here and um, really feel good about the choices that they've made politically this year. And, you know, it, it every, every single bit of it's a contradiction. And I just want to pull my hair out. And it's like, mm-hmm. I can't really say anything, you know, because one, they don't listen to me anyway. Or two, that I like, I don't know, they kind of get me to a point where I'm so frustrated that anything I say, I'm going to be a huge bitch and it's yeah. like, you know what, If I guess it goes back to that, like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But what is, you know, that's terrible, like, that I'm self-censuring because they're fragile and wrong. <laughs> you know, well, so. I, it's not that so much. I guess this is the thing. It's like now the left is censoring everybody. Like, they've shut yeah. down Parler. They've kicked people off of Twitter. People, they've kicked people off of Facebook. Um all these voices that you're demonizing all these people. You're saying that all these people are bad people for A, B, and C reasons. But then you kick them off of all these platforms so they have no place where they can publicly defend themselves or explain their point of views. You don't invite these people. Like It's kind of like after the shooting in... Um, in Florida, that school shooting in Florida, they only had the kids on CNN who were anti-gun to tell their story. And then they just completely, there was a whole group of kids who are pro-guns and they were not allowed even to be on stage. So, you know, that's the problem I find with censorship. So, and I've, I've heard Dave Smith say this. I have heard Michael Malice say this. I've heard Pete Quinones. I've heard people on right wing news. I hear them all saying kind of the same thing. It's like when you bottleneck and you keep people from being allowed to defend themselves and express their ideas clearly, it's you're creating a situation where radicalism can begin to grow. 
That's all that and just, I mean, it's, it's that and just, I mean, I would say despair too, but it's not like we already know the left isn't empathetic, even though they think and say they are, but you know, so they're, they're not understanding at all. They're not open-minded to see it. And again, Mm -hmm. these are very broad brush statements. We know this, but it's pathological. And it happens to be more one-sided than the other. Well, I mean, it has been for a while, and it, it is, is right now. It is not just their ideas. I mean, we have shut down the country for almost a year. Um, we have told all these people who own small businesses and um, who don't want to wear a mask or can't wear a mask for whatever reason that they are, they're, they're, whatever their issues are is not important. We all need not to get important. together and you know, care about this one issue. I, I mean, sure, your life is falling apart and everything is going wrong in your life, but that doesn't matter because my grandma is might get COVID from you, so I hate you if you don't do what I say. And so you're, it's like this whole thing. Even though you like, haven't visited just, grandma in three years. <laughs> <laughs> but you've shut down this whole group of people from being able to express themselves, to Clar- clarify their opinions or their thoughts where I feel like if you actually listen you might not be so mad at these people it's just you know it's all this stuff and so what you're done what you've done you've taken away their livelihoods you've taken away their voice and now like this thing that happened on on um, January 6th where people you know there's the people that stormed the capitol what I find, which I don't know, what do you what do you think? Because I feel like the mo- the victims of that day, mostly the people who died, most of them were people who were on the right, who were supporting Trump, especially the Babbitt um, girl. She got killed by a cop that day. So yeah, I'm like, capital. Who police. got hurt? The most of the people that got hurt were people on the right, and then there was that one cop that I guess he got hit with a fire extinguisher or something. I don't I think even know so. the full story so, about so that. So really, I think I think there might honestly like none of the deaths reported from that day are very clear as to um, the cause, and I even say that about you know you know who Babbitt um, because like the video footage we saw of the alleged shooting um, was really odd for many mm-hmm. reasons. And again, Monica Perez and Binkley have talked about this on the Propaganda Report, like just how and why that was so odd. So honestly, I don't trust anything that came out from that day that is being reported and spread on a, like a, anything on the corporate press. Like I definitely, like, but so, but I think like what you're, you're saying is, right though that like the people that were um in danger that day and victimized okay maybe besides the cop that apparently got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher which i i don't i don't know you know i don't know and um and the other there was another cop i think that like they ended up like retracting statements later that it happened it kind of didn't have to do with 
the riot or whatever you even yeah. want to call it. And then the other people that died that day, apparently, you know, were probably not, I don't think in, in the Capitol building. They were somewhere maybe downtown in the Capitol, period, like in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Maybe there for, you know, to support Trump um, or whatever. And they, like, died of uh, heart issues. Like, they yeah. took a... They took a situation that wasn't a smart idea. I still question exactly how it was, um, how it was done by whom and why. Um, or actually, the why is maybe a little easier because, as you said, like they've been berated, they've been lied to, they've been <laughs> like shut in their house, they've been got put out of work for various reasons but you know some of them having to do with just like matter of facts of life and how the cards that they've been dealt but also like to some degree a bit of their political um leanings as well and so you know they were rightfully frustrated Mm -hmm. at people in washington but again i don't think it all adds up you know they were let in fairly easily yeah Yeah, there did seem to be some scuffle at some point but they were let in um they walked through the capitol um for like we saw it all in footage you know a lot of that day was so weird and just scripted in a weird way like i don't trust any of it I, i we were we were all watching it and commenting on it as it was all unfolding and we were seeing footage online it smelt weird the whole time. It still smells weird. I don't trust it. Um, yeah. And I just think, like, what is crazy is, like, AOC went on a tirade for, like, a week about how, like, their lives were at risk. They were trying to kill us. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, they were they were not even trying to kill you. They were literally just, when they got in there, they started taking selfies with cops. And, and they like, weren't armed. And they they, weren't none armed. of them were armed. So I don't know what these people are talking about. And... I, that's the problem, I think. It, like, these people... Now, these people are being hunted down. Some of them have already been arrested by the yeah. FBI. Not, like, by the local cops, Ugh. but, like, the FBI. And some of them Ugh, have already committed suicide. FBI. So, yeah, to I mean, me, their life is over, like, you know? Yeah. So. It seems to me like their lives are... They've been dealing with a, a much harsher reality... And I love all those people that were saying, like, well, I I would love to see if this was a BLM movement. If BLM did the same thing, what would happen to them? And I'm like, are you kidding me? They would be they would be escorted they in. They burnt down given, buildings this summer. They'd be they given, like, fresh water buildings. to drink. They would have been... Nothing would have happened to they'd them. Be, no, people would, like, the cop state cops would be kneeling. Oh wait, like they yeah. did. They, like they they'd be kneeling, or you know, Congresswoman uh, Nancy Pelosi would be kneeling and pandering in that tribal scarf with yep. uh, her friend Schumer. You know, that's like what would be happening. Um, so again, you know, we know <laughs> that there are double standards and um, you know hypocrites galore. But <sighs> one, like before, I forget. And again, big reminder, I'm not, you know, I'm not the only one bringing this back up, but like something that was genuinely very scary was 
and because they were so vulnerable. But do you remember like when the Republican uh, Congress people were doing that baseball game or like, you know, it was supposed to be some like, honestly, like, fuck it. Like uh, we're paying for these people to have really cushy salaries, health care, travel, extra homes. Like Bernie Sanders has a couple houses like, you know, he's not for the little guy. But anyway, so these people, like, in in some kind of goofy statist religious practice of theirs, you know, they decide that they're going to do this baseball game, right? And so I don't even know if the baseball game ended up actually happening, but I do know, I think it was the Republican, like, practice mm. or something, and I think it was, you know, what, down at, like, Nationals, the Nationals field or something that would make that would make sense like down in the navy yard mm-hmm. um but there the crazed lone gunmen that came and attacked their practice specifically because they were republican congressmen mm-hmm. and one guy did get shot and he yeah. was critic and he was in critical condition yeah and I so that. that guy happened that guy happened to be a bernie sanders supporter and you know, like those Republican congressmen, as full of faults as they all are, <laughs> you know, they were actually in grave danger because mm-hmm. that guy showed up with a gun because of their political leanings and how they were different from his. So this is my thoughts. Like, I feel like, you know, when I said at the beginning at the top of the show, the we and the. the those of us who are on the individual spectrum, we understand those on the collective spectrum because they have a monopoly on the media and they have a monopoly on social media. And so and the oxygen we, in the room. <laughs> we have no choice but to hear their point of view on every little thing. And we also every know how they topic. feel about us. Right? Yep. So They tell it to our faces not realizing that we might have differing opinions than them. Yeah. And because they they think they're the majority, really. Yeah. And I don't think think that that they are. I think it's... Yeah, no. I I don't think. That's what I was trying to get at earlier and couldn't articulate, but yes. They think they're the uh, the majority, but and they may be by a very small percentage, but they are not the... They're not a large majority. So... The people on the right, though, like Trump supporters, for example, like, they... They ha- they haven't used that to their advantage, and I feel like they've missed out because they su- they wanted to support their candidates so bad that they missed out on an opportunity to really understand their enemy a lot more and use it to against them. They were just so busy following Q and Trump and trying to protect all of that that they didn't defend themselves. And I, I think it's like, yeah. One of the- but I th- I don't think that for the most part the left understands how diverse the right is sure there's like those there are the people on that side that are very um maybe white supremacists or white separatists or um like six of them like you know they're not popular they're not gaining popularity they're you know nobody takes them seriously except maybe themselves and I've seen Wherever a lot of are. people. Uh, I've seen a lot of people Couldn't kind of switch sides that are minorities themselves that switch sides, or became 
like me, an anarchist, and, um, you know, they, they start to see things a lot clearer. So their, you know, their idea that like everybody that's on the right or more individualistic or all a bunch of white men who hate minorities, they, they're missing, they're missing the point. And so we could really, we really need to be vigilant I mean, about how we describe ourselves, but also we need to just pay attention to all the information that they're giving us because they're handing over a lot of their cards to us if we really pay attention. You know, they don't have a winning system, if you really think about it. No. A, lot, a large other part of power, these people... Other than sheer force and power. Just look at the inauguration. Now, Jessica came on the show with, with Cam, and we talked about revolutions and we were talking about how like revolutions never last and that's kind of what i saw on the inauguration they kept they made everybody stay home they brought in fifty thousand troops to protect the president to keep dissent away and um to me that did not look like a president who is confident that he actually won all the votes that he says he won and then also um just I don't know if you saw that interview that um, Rand Paul did with uh, George Stephanopoulos on what was it? I can't remember what his show is called, but he whatever hack TV show yeah, he runs. Stephanopoulos he used to be like a he used to work for the Clinton administration. If that tells you anything, mm-hmm. so yeah, anyways, to Clinton. So not biased, of course. Yeah, just objective, just doing his job, sir. They were supposed to have Amy Klobuchar on the show, but her she for some reason couldn't be on the show. Yeah, probably, probably. (laughs) But she was supposed to actually debate with um, Rand Paul about about the election, about you know strategy and stuff, and um, but she wasn't able to be on there. So Stephanopoulos pretty much took her spot, even though he's supposed to be the unbiased journalist. Yeah. And he's trying to sit there and he's trying to make Rand Paul denounce, like, the fraud. Like, admit there is no fraud in this election. Yeah, it and was perfect, he, guys. Pristine. Nothing to see here. And to me, that's not... A, you're not confident if you are trying to force somebody to say something that you want to hear. That's, that's like true. a girlfriend who knows her boyfriend's cheating on her and she's just like, just tell me that you're not cheating on me. Just, just tell, tell me, me that you're name. not. Yeah, that's exactly what name. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Just tell me that you're not doing it. Just say it. Just please. I just need to know. And you you don't want to know the truth. You just want to hear what you want to hear. So that's true. Luckily, Rand Paul was not going to give him that. And he made it. He makes a good point. And it's like, and this is the thing. It's like, if you truly believe in democracy, which I don't, but if you truly believe in democracy, which all the left does. Wouldn't it be on your in your best interest to try and get as many people to believe in democracy as possible? So if half the country thinks that this election was fraud and you have don't do your due diligence and you all the judges mm-hmm. throw out all the cases. Now they didn't throw them out because they didn't have sufficient evidence. They threw a lot out a lot of the cases because the paperwork that wasn't done properly or 
that yeah. they missed their deadlines or something like that. So, and the Supreme Court just said they didn't want to, they didn't want to hear the case because they thought that it would be too divisive. Hmm. And Rand, Rand Paul, that. yeah, and that in itself is divisive. So Rand yeah, Paul was talking is. about how Wisconsin, um, their their situation was they had like thousands of ballots that had a bunch of names on it without addresses. And their excuse was that these people just, with a pandemic, they just forgot to put their addresses on there. Or they were so panicked, they forgot to put their... That just doesn't even make sense. No. But again, like, that's one of those things where they really look down their noses at the common people. Exactly. They think you are stupid and that either you're so stupid that you are going to forget to put your address over something as important as uh, a ballot. You know, you and I might think not think they're that important, but like anybody who's wasting their energy voting thinks they're that important. They're not going to forget their address. Um, and then also like they think you're so stupid that you're going to accept that as yes. an excuse. <laughs> and and like, honestly, so either way, they think you're stupid. People do fall for it, and it's really depressing. They do. Because I had a friend, people... I had a friend come after me t- this week for supporting yeah. Rand Paul. And, you know, it's, it was really disappointing to kind of see that he literally just took the headlines that uh, were fed to him, sh- put them on my plate, and, um, you know, just tried to make me defend, like, these heinous, biased, slanted attacks Articles. against Rand Paul. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like, oh my god. Like I don't need to read these to one give myself cancer and two like I he's still at the end of the day a politician and I don't it like I'm I I'm not a person who's going to defend politicians, but also like I can't help you if you think that these are good positions yeah <laughs> you know like it's well, fa- and it, it goes back to like that thing like and works ex- and so i don't think we should cover much of this more because like i think either we should bring somebody else on to talk about it with us but like the weird virtue signaling that the libertarian party is doing these mm. days it's like you are not going to get credit from these people that are you're trying to gain yes. favor from like so Rand Paul actually has done more for civil rights and individual yes. liberties than any other living congressman except maybe his father oh, actually okay so definitely his father but um you know like he's the best and <laughs> people and the thing is is that when you are grounded in principles that promote individual liberties and freedoms it does not matter what gender you are what race you are what sexual orientation you are like basically if he's getting the government out of your life he's doing you a favor no matter who you are and but a lot of people don't see that or can't think that and they've been so poisoned by the government's propaganda and indoctrination are you talking about the anti-lynching bill that they tried to pass that he was well, against? So, or? Yeah, so that, and that was just, again, like, I mean, it's, it's inst- come up lynching before. already illegal? It's come up before. I mean, murder is illegal. You know, you right? can't kill somebody. Okay. So, so lynching, by definition, is already illegal. So why are we wasting a bunch of time and effort on writing another bill for another form of murder when we already know murder 
in general is illegal, right? Don't don't commit don't commit murder. I mean, that's what I don't somebody. understand. Um, don't <laughs> act in ways of you know. Don't show an act of. I think that's all he was trying to say is this is just a well, virtue signal type bill. He's like, I'm not going to be part of this. Um, I already well, so think what's we also just stupid, covered this though, problem. <laughs> I, it's it, it is covered. Like, don't kill people. Um, murder is uh. illegal. But but like also, and so you know, my friend tried to put this towards me. As, like, you support this guy, and it's, like, the headline's like, oh, he doesn't support this anti-lynching bill. It's like, okay, well, I didn't read the stupid bill, and I guarantee you didn't either, but I'm sure the bill has some other crap where, like, there's some pork spending. Um, I'm sure stuff goes to, like, some diversity council that gets paid more than doctors, you know, like... Go fly a kite. Like, this doesn't matter. I don't want another piece of paper going through the frickin' House, the Senate, and signed by a president unless it says I'm dismantling this whole fucking thing. Yeah. I don't want a single other law passed unless it's something that's going to diminish the government's role in our lives, but those don't get passed. And if they I do mean, get passed, it's by somebody's support like Rand Paul. And, so, he, Rand and Rand Paul Sorry. tried to get rid of the no knock raids. He also has yeah. been when Jesus. he. I, I don't know if you guys remember this again, but I, I kept track of him when he was running for president. When he mm-hmm. was running for president, he was going. He went to Ferguson. He went to a lot of these my majority black neighborhoods and talked to the communities. He went to a barber shop and talked to the the communities there about how. We need to get we need to get rid of a lot of these felonies because we have a lot of these black men who can't get jobs, they can't get their lives back together because they have these bogus drug felony charges that keep them from providing for their families. Gainful employment, yeah. A a, a white male Republican was doing this, and none, no Democrat whatsoever did any of those things. So and as much as I hate he, politicians, I commend yeah. him for these kinds of things. Yeah. And like, you know, again, not that we need to be worshipy towards Rand Paul, but like, you know, he's doing that from, I mean, I mean, obviously, as a politician, he knows that might benefit him in a political campaign from get to garner votes that he does need. But, you know, it's not pandering because it's the truth. You know, it's I like mean, something that he actually believes in. Even if it is pandering, who else is going to bring these issues up? Because nobody else does. Nobody else re- believes the, in these I've principles. never seen anybody on the left do these things. Do you no. see K- Kamala Harris? Did you see her doing any of these things? No. Hell no. She, she was went, doing the opposite. <laughs> she went to Charlemagne. She was doing the opposite. <laughs> she went on Charlemagne's uh, you know, podcast and talked about smoking weed. But didn't, you know, forgot to mention that maybe she put, like, thousands of black men in prison for weed possession. For weed. Yep. And then giggled about her own use or whatever. Yeah, no, she's a heinous, heinous woman. Yes, but, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know, this turned into, like, a Rand Paul love fest. But I'm just trying (laughs) to make a point that there is just, like, this divide between these two parties i don't know if it's always been this way but in my lifetime i've just seen like a divide and um 
it seems like there's more, it's a widening divide. Like people are just having a harder time relating to each other, which is bad because if you can't allow each other to express themselves and defend themselves, then a lot of these stereotypes, a lot of these prejudices are going to continue. And I'm just worried that it's going to escalate. Like, I don't see it getting peaceful in the next four years. I just don't. It's definitely going to get worse, I think, before it gets better. I know, like, people like Malice are super hopeful about... Mm -hmm. But I think he's actually fairly realistic and, like, knows that it's not just going to be poof amazing, you know? But I know he's hopeful. I know Cam's hopeful. Cam's listening right now because he's probably editing, so... Um, (laughs) But, and others are hopeful too, but I really do, like, I am, and I don't think it's just the female in me, but, like, I am fearful for the fact that it is not going to be a peaceful divide because we can't even have peaceful discussions anymore. Like, well, we can't we don't understand even have each other. conversations. Yeah. We, we don't, don't understand each we other. Don't, and so. um, the empathy for the other side is gone, um, yep. I think, definitely on one side and it's withering on the uh, on the right as well because they've been absolutely beaten to a bloody pulp um uh emotionally i'd say um it makes me want to do some charity work though i feel like we need to do some more charity stuff i think um that's a good thought i think that's a way to help combat the darkness um like giving away like i'm luckily doing fairly well right now and i know a lot of people are suffering and i'm so i've been trying to at least in like my local community like spreading my wealth voluntarily right that's charity when Mm -hmm. it's voluntarily done i get to choose who i give it my money to but so i've been doing that with where and when i can i have been donating to you know causes and organizations that i know are fighting for other people's freedom as well um and, and freedom not free things um but you know especially like that are anti-lockdown like you know we're st- a lot of the country's still in lockdown and you know things might be changing soon as uh as um it becomes politically more convenient to be open now that joe biden's in office um but it has nothing to do with politics. That's well, funny. and we don't need a government solution. <laughs> we don't. Just remember we that don't. this so, last yeah. this last nine months, like a lot of the economic issues that we're having right now is because of our government shutdown. And now we're, these governors are saying how we need to open back up. They want to fix the problem. Just be leery. That's all I'm saying about let's, that. Let's honestly like. Well, you know, it's like, let's freaking swing those doors open. You know, if they're finally saying, like, let's open up and all that, I'd say, like, break the door down, like, with the stampede of people going back to normalcy and businesses. Like, I really wish more people weren't so still afraid of this virus that, um, they were able to, you know, like, I'm ready to go out for every single meal. Like, I'm not concerned. Like, I've been mm-hmm. taking care of myself this year. And so if I were to get infected, like, I wouldn't be contagious. I wouldn't be very sick. 
Like all this stuff. Like we've learned, guys. We've learned. Like the data yeah. is is out there, and the science is not what's being shoved down your throats. That's not science. That's a religious edict. I'm almost to a point where I'm like, I'm just going to buy a bunch of vitamins and kerosetin and zinc, and I'm just going to give it out to homeless people or something, you know, just try to do something that is actually helpful. That sounds nice. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, like um, emergency packets. Yeah. Just do something. Give those out with um, bottles and of water. Mm-hmm. Spread, spread things that are actually helpful and don't encourage double masking. God. Oh, speaking of which, I just put a video up on Instagram about that. So by the time this comes out, everybody's probably oh seen it. Yeah. Oh, anyways. <sighs> anyway, it is bedtime. Um, and this was a long rambly rant, but uh, we haven't caught up just us in a while. Um, kind of, you know, we were putting it off. Anybody listening, you know, who cares? We were putting it off for a little bit because... What was the point of recording when things were, and, and still are to some degree, like, but happening in such rapid fire, like, secession that, like, there was no point in talking about something that was going to be different uh, the following day. So we kind of needed our own time to digest um, what was know, going on. I the aliens on. might be here um, by now, by the time you hear I this. I would love aliens. Like, please, like, give me aliens. I've been watching X-Files, and, like, there's a lot of aliens, and they're out there, you know? The truth is out there. <laughs> Catch up on X-Files. It's on Hulu. Um, I highly recommend it. I am Fox Mulder. <laughs> I have like, never seen a single episode, so I have oh no idea what's going God. on. Jesse, you need to go see. Like, do you have? Do you have? Tell me you have access to somebody's Hulu, and you need to start watching X-Files, and you'd be like, oh, my God. I did actually have a friend that I had access to Hulu with, but she's not my friend anymore because we disagreed Ooh. on COVID. It's that friend. So anybody who mm, wants to give me their shit. password, I'm well, I'm willing. If to there's take anybody it. out there who's feeling charitable. <laughs> Again, we're not going to send the government to your house, draw a gun to your head, and say, "Give us your Hulu password." But if anybody wants to donate their password to Jesse. I think she'd be appreciative because she needs to watch some X-Files. So anyway, um, <laughs> the censorship is coming. Um, we haven't been banned anywhere yet other than the one time that we both got kicked off Discord. But that aside, YouTube hasn't banned us yet. But in the event that any of this stuff does go down, you can always find us at the MLGANetwork.com, VoluntaryVixens.com. Our stuff is getting put up on library, thankfully, mm -hmm. like, you know, besides besides YouTube, like, our stuff is getting put up on library, which is basically censorship proof. Thank God for adaptive technology, like, figuring out these things that I could never do. Like, God bless the tech heroes. <laughs> like, those are my heroes. So, check us out there. Um... If, you ha if you're listening to this now and you haven't listened to our episode that's been released with uh, Jeffrey Tucker, go back and check that out. That might be a good one to share with um, family and friends. Anybody that's, like, you know, open-minded enough to hear just some different opinions on COVID. As we've kind of stated, a lot of people have made up their minds uh, about many things that included. And so 
it's hard to talk to some people, but you know, anybody that's seen anywhere and with anyone that you seem to have an opening, go for mm-hmm. it, explore it. I know I try to, um, you know, sometimes to no avail, but it's worth trying. We have to keep talking. We have to keep talking to people. And even though, you know, we'll get shut down in a lot of ways in a lot of places with a lot of people, um, you know, we have to continue that conversation. Yes. You mentioned everywhere we're at. Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. We're still, yeah, we're still on. We're until, still on the usuals, guys. Yeah, until Fuck they Facebook kick us out. off. <laughs> the only difference is like uh, Twitter is vixens voluntary because somebody has taken voluntary vixens somewhere. Yeah, but like I've never seen them. I active. know. Who are they? These strangers. I know. But um, also another way to reach us: um, voluntaryvixens at gmail and reach out to us and instagram messenger we'll chat with you there we've said before jesse and i are very open to conversations um we'll listen to anybody you know everybody's voice really does kind of matter and i know some people have nobody so anyway you know we're here we got you yep we've had people reach out to us about any about things that you would not even believe that but we're here so yep all right all right well We'll catch you soon and, you know, be well, stay sane, keep it peaceful, keep it voluntary. Mm-hmm.